Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. to start your show. Oh my God. You know, it's one of those days where like something bad sets a bunch of like bad energy into motion. And my aunt is a life coach and she would say something like, you know, try to be playful with the energy. Try to see if you can reverse it. Like I'm all for like having a better attitude, but sometimes like it's not even about the universe. It's just societal cages one after the other making life difficult. We're going to get to the bottom of the cob. And what makes it even worse is that you're never allowed to complain Mm. because whoever you are, it's like, well, someone's got it worse or, well, you've got money. Well, you're a celebrity. Or if you're a woman, then you're automatically a bitch. So it's just this constant. And I can only imagine what it's like for anyone who isn't me and like all the restraints they have, but like, you're basically just taking it in the face at all times mm-hmm. and having to be like, what a lesson. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just so, I'm starting to understand how people go fucking nuts and move off the grid and like don't trust cell phones, the government, apps, anything. Because sometimes you're just like, oh my God, if Delta sends me one more banal notification about flight protocol, like I'm going to crush this phone. Why would I wake up to six of them? Like, how are they still reaching out? How is American Airlines, who I don't even have a flight booked with constantly updating their terms, which no one reads anyway, like check your spam. It's just like a graveyard of like notifications. And then you get to your house and it's just endless junk mail and you cannot unsubscribe. And then it's just endless companies sending you endless like save the earth gear, all made of plastic. Because nobody actually cares. Everybody just wants to get their branding out there. We're trying to save the ocean. So here's a water bottle. Here's a t-shirt. And a flashlight, like, what are we doing? Like, no, like, it's just constant, like, my brand, my brand, somebody, somebody buy my brand. Here's a Starbucks cup with my brand. I think a Starbucks cup has Starbucks brand on it. Everything is like vitamin companies. Like, we portion out your vitamins into handy plastic bags. It's like, don't worry, it's, it's compostable, which nobody composts. I like have property for that. We looked into it at one point, getting one of those big bins with worms in it, but it's it, such a- The company um, makes garbage and they're like, it's up to you to compost it. And you're like, okay, well, I don't, why is this on me? 
It's just a lot. And if you complain, you're a bad person. And that's how they, that's how they shame you into complacency. Welcome back to the government bunker. <laughs> welcome God. back to sub tweet. So welcome back to subreddit thread. <laughs> subreddit thread, subthread. <laughs> this doesn't, once you've seen the matrix, you can't unsee it. <laughs> this is just all viral marketing for Matrix 4. Oh my God. I wish. <laughs> I also got a great facial today, but it was like a microdermabrasion. My skin's like a little hot. <laughs> Does it hurt? A little bit. Just on the sides. Like it feels like a scrape. Oh. So that's fine. I was going to wear a hat on stage anyway. Okay. So I had a breath of being disappointed with the world. <laughs> well, dearest Eliza, Emily, and sweet baby Snow Peach and Gracie. She's a sweet baby. She is. I was close friends with someone, but I now regret spending time with this person. Oh, get in line. <laughs> they helped me with ACL surgery when I couldn't get anyone else to help me during COVID. I had family who couldn't cross the border. There were a lot of red flags that I didn't do anything about, which is 100% my fault for not seeing it and thinking I had no other options. He took pictures of me sleeping. He, or she? he took pictures of me sleeping. Like in a fun bay caught me slipping kind of way? Took videos of me eating would share my information with people I didn't know without my consent, would make rude comments about my now husband, would mansplain to me constantly, and if I addressed these things, would dismiss it and make passive-aggressive comments. Was he trying to traffic you? I even made the mistake of inviting him to my socially distanced, minimally attended wedding, and he spent the entire time mansplaining me, interrupting me, and yelling to talk over me. That was the last straw. Okay. We're unfortunately also coworkers. When work resumed, I was the production coordinator for a 12-hour day, 12-plus-hour day, and he would not leave me alone despite how busy I was. Must be nice to have multiple breaks and didn't take no or I want to be alone right now as answers. He would follow me from room to room, tried to follow me on my break, basically harassed me to drive me home. Ew. And my coworker had to get clever to get me out of there so I could go home myself. And, and you're married now. Yes. Any insight, advice, or really anything would be helpful. A lot of times I stay silent on issues thinking I can't say anything, especially in an industry where I still have to give my production notes to a man in order to be listened to. I was, wait. Sorry. I was also told ghosting someone is considered abusive, but what do you do when you're concerned about your safety? What? Personal space. Love you all. Thank you so much. I mean, I guess it depends on the situation, but, but that's it, not the right no. context. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> it's not abusive if you're not the one doing the abusing. I don't understand the ACL thing and the border. So she, the, this, the question asker got ACL surgery and he came and like helped her and brought her stuff and did because she couldn't walk the around. They were friends and her family couldn't be there for her because they couldn't get across okay, the border it. during COVID. So he was like there for her at a vulnerable time, got it. but okay, he leveraged well, that. No, well, see, that's the thing. He's already made you uncomfortable. That's not what friendship is. This guy obviously, also he took a picture of you while you're sleeping. That wasn't. What is with the women of this podcast? That wasn't enough for you to be like, I don't want to hang out anymore. And sharing your info? What is- like I he's sharing your personal info with. What does that mean? What does that actually mean? However, the point is, this dude has creeped you out. And I don't want to be like, get your husband to intervene. And I also, it sucks to be like, get a new job because maybe you can't, or maybe it's a job you like and why should he force you out? I think- Oh God, that's so uncomfortable because this guy sounds so volatile. Is and there a way to get together. transferred? Is there a way to talk to a higher up about how uncomfortable you feel? Or are you strong enough to pull him aside and be like, you do things that are not okay. And I don't, you could say to him, I don't feel like you actually like me as a person. I think you have something weird or you don't like me because it feels like you want to hurt me a lot of times. You're very aggressive, like kind of putting it out. Like, no, actually, you're just like, it is not okay. 
I think before you can expect him to treat you like a person, you got to start treating yourself like one. And it's going to get shitty and it's going to get uncomfortable, but like better to keep a record of these things and be heard. Right, Emily? You love keeping records. I do love keeping records. I mean, the fact that this guy at your job is... Is there a point where you can go to HR and be like, I can't get my work done. This guy is bothering me every five minutes. Like people must be seeing this. Yeah. Try to go above him, but also you need to start distancing yourself and just saying no. Like, I don't want to ride. And you can turn on and be like, dude, what is your deal? Like, I, I don't know why you want to give me a ride. It's weird because he's under the guise of friendship, like just trying to get close to you. Uh-huh. This guy feels like he's going to hurt you one day. I know I say that a lot, but I think that happens a lot. I've definitely had like creepy things like this where you're just like, the answer is no, you got to start drawing those lines. So far you haven't. Uh-huh. And you've allowed him, I hate to say it, but like you've allowed him to keep pushing these boundaries. So I cannot advise until advise until you start drawing some lines in the sand. But this guy is a total creep and very chemically imbalanced. And I would definitely put as many people between you and him as possible. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like this person. I don't like they're taking pictures of you. Also, like, I helped you during your surgery. Cool. That's what a friend does. You don't help. It's a it's a weird, creepy guy thing to be like, I did this for you, therefore. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, that happens owed. all the time. Yeah, like, I did this for you. Shouldn't you be grateful? A lot of men don't understand that, like, sometimes you just do nice things. And there are a lot of women that don't think men can do nice things. And so both are wrong. But like a friend is just a friend and he was expecting something the whole time. Yeah. And you let him at your wedding? Like, why are you still, like, what's redeeming about this guy? Yeah, don't talk to this guy outside of work, at work. Stop answering texts. Like, just start, don't worry about ghosting. That's not a, the fact that you even think that means you, there's some deep trauma going on here inflicted, inflicted by this guy. Like the fact that you are even willing to be like, hey, is ghosting, uh. Abusive. Why was the word ambulance the only word I could think of? means like you've been brainwashed and I'm trying to unscrub that brain. Uh, Wait, listen to this. Oh, it didn't do it. Trying to blow in a jug. I mean, it did it, but what did you expect it? Oh, (laughs) nobody cares. Nobody cares what I just did. Get away from that dude and get your husband involved. And you know what you can do when he texts, be like, hey, I'm with my husband right now. Can't talk. Hey, we're going to my family. Keep drawing those boundaries. We're with my family. I'm with my husband. We're having dinner. Like make it clear that you're not just some random girl Uh out there. Like you have a partner and you have a life and you have boundaries. Uh This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P 
com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Anonymous, I'm a 27-year-old female in a heterosexual marriage who has struggled with low libido since my early 20s. I've brought this up to several doctors with little to no help. They attributed it to my anxiety and prescribed me medication, which prescribed I- Prescribed me. Prescribed me. Medication, which I didn't like the way it made me feel at all and didn't help the situation. As background, I have severe IBD, ulcerative colitis specifically, which there is some data that IBD can affect libido. But I'm not convinced that that's it because it's been going on much longer than my IBD. You're a girl. Of course, your libido's low. Also, I'm extremely attracted to my husband. I crave being around him, his attention, cuddling, all that jazz. This is not the issue by any means. The issue is I truly rarely feel, quote, in the mood, not even to do the job on my own. My husband and I want to start a family within the next few months, and I really want to enjoy slash be excited by the process. Any advice on how I get past this mental block? Help. I've even tried those stupid libido vitamins. Oh God, I don't know. This is so above my pay grade because I don't know if it's just like society. I don't know. I mean, even the thing I just said is so fucked up. Like, of course you're a girl. You don't want to. I don't know if you guys aren't having enough foreplay. Uh, Sometimes it's really hard to get in the mood to have sex if like you've been running around all day or you're busy. Men are like always ready to do it. And like with women, it's like it requires time. So maybe there's a conversation about that. Maybe a little bit of alcohol. Um, And maybe some like couples therapy just in terms of like maybe... Yeah, you can be attracted to someone, but like chemically something's just missing and maybe you need something else, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I don't think you're weird or anything. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't prescribe like medicine, but I would talk to a sex therapist 
Because there could be like a mental block there, something you're not thinking about that you don't even realize. Yeah. Maybe you equate sex with something else or maybe you're just fucking stressed out and tired. Yeah. So, or you're having a normal amount of sex and your husband has gaslit you into thinking like five times a week is not normal. It's not enough. Yeah. So you got to go season one. Go season one. We kick it. So this episode would have come out several weeks ago, but I like that we got so much follow up on what the numbers are in the bathroom. One, two, three, and four. Oh yeah. I thought about that because I think you're wrong. Okay, You're well, like each number represents a different hole, and I no, don't think so. No, each number has to be something coming out of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said something else, but it has to be something coming out no, of I you. Didn't. So, did I? Someone wrote in quick comment on bathroom numbers. There was a debate on what number four is in the doozy episode. When I was in sixth grade, my best friend and I decided that number four was farting. So every time one of us would toot, we would tell the other one number four or hold up four fingers. We thought we were very clever little girls. LOL. I still stand by the number. Oh boy. <laughs> Can I hold up both hands as number four at all times? And somebody else said, love the podcast. I'm sad Emily's leaving. I'm not leaving the podcast, but thank you. Today, uh, but today, this as we're recording- As we're recording this. Uh, you might be back next week. Didn't you say you were coming back? We to- recorded ads together. All right, so- This well, is our last in-person miss, podcast. I'm gonna miss smelling your kitten breath. <laughs> Let's settle this once and for all, okay? Should we call in a boy for this? For what? What number, number one? Oh, well, let me tell you what this person says. Just came to say, a number four is vomiting so hard you actually have diarrhea. Oh, that's a great call. I think it might be. Yeah, that's such an escalation. Number one is pee. Yes. Through your urethra. It cannot be pee accidentally coming out somewhere else. Where else is it coming out? That's your problem, not mine. It's your problem. Okay. Number two is poo. Okay. Number three is diarrhea. But see, I think number four should be, I think number three should be farting and number four should be diarrhea. And then, but this person says it's diarrhea because you, because you vomit so hard. (laughs) No, number five is vomit. vomit. Number six is vomit, diarrhea. And it doesn't matter which causes which. You could diarrhea so hard you puke. So that could be seven and eight. What about when, (laughs) what about when your poop's a liquid? That's diarrhea, Emily. What do you think? Always. You're like, oh, I thought I just always had diarrhea. My mom called all kinds of poop no, diarrhea. So, no, I feel like there's different, there's varying levels of diarrhea. Do you know what I mean? Nope. <laughs> yes, you do. I don't. I'm yes, very regular. you do. What do you mean? <laughs> like there's like diarrhea, but then there's like sometimes it's just like straight up like. <laughs> okay. So maybe that's seven. Is like, okay. So what did I say? Five is diarrhea. <laughs> Okay, there's like threat levels of diarrhea. Threat there's like Def liquid diarrhea. There's regular diarrhea. Yeah. And then there's liquefied, <laughs> liquefied diarrhea. But you know what I'm talking about. I don't. What yes, are you talking you about? Do. What do you mean? That sometimes it's just a full liquid. What? That does that's not normal. It's <laughs> <laughs> like all I want to do is gaslight you into thinking you're dying. <laughs> I have I'm gonna tell you a very uh, real truth right now. Okay, I'm ready. I would say 90% of the time, if you were to look at my phone and look at the tabs on the incognito browser, I've Googled, like, <laughs> is whatever color of poop normal? Oh, I thought you mean, like, I've Googled porn while on the toilet. <laughs> no, I've Googled, like, is green poop normal? Oh, is my God. Is orange poop normal? Is yellow poop normal? Is black poop normal? Black? Are you a newborn baby? <laughs> so that's just bile. <laughs> uh, okay. Also, I think nine should be, I think What's ten. Eight? Sh- what? <laughs> what is eight? I lost track. <laughs> okay. But 10 should be giving birth. <laughs> Just the poop that comes out when you give birth or the baby's the poop? The baby is the birth and then 11 is the poop that comes out when you deliver a baby. 
if you're at 12, you're dead. That's, you, that's when your body excretes <laughs> things after you die. Have you, right. Have you ever had such bad diarrhea that you feel like you're going to throw up? <laughs> um, no. I can honestly say I've definitely had liquid diarrhea, but I've... Wasn't that a show on Amazon? Oh, that was liquid television <laughs> on MTV. Uh, no. not Have you? Yeah. You always feel like you're, you're always sick. I feel like I'm, I get lightheaded pretty easily though. And so it's just like. Getting lightheaded with your <laughs> pants around your ankles on a toilet. Because you're not hydrated. Yes. And then I'm pooping out all my water. Oh my God. <laughs> As water. It just passes through. It doesn't even stop to collect $200. Water. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, I think we settled it. I think we did. No one ever came in. Please, someone make a chart. <laughs> okay, well, one more, one more. This is gross. Ready? What about like as a dude, like <laughs> like jizzing when you poop? Is that even possible? I assume there's also blood. Sometimes might come out of there. Yeah, I mean that's not fun. Blood a number. Yeah, blood should have been in like the top six. Yeah, if blood comes out your butt, because you can't pee. What's your period? Yeah, I don't think that's worth classifying because it's like, yeah, we all get them, like whatever. But we all poop. Not true, I don't. <laughs> I don't, I just I just walk the runway. Oh, you I, just, just walk chic. the runway. I'm just chic and you I just do it. ad campaigns for Gucci. I don't poop. <laughs> um, wait, uh, okay, well, we have to renumber this. We got to go back through the whole Dewey Decimal <laughs> System. We've got to recap. Is anybody here into library sciences? We've got to re- have, have, have subcategories. Does anybody have a master's in library? Crap. <laughs> diary. No, we're not in diary. But do you remember Oprah came out with that like thing about that chart about like it's supposed to look like a brown banana and then it was like the scale, like the Mohs scale of scales. hardness. If your no. turd has scales, <laughs> no, you, you, know, like, you shit out a pangolin. <laughs> there's like the Mohs scale of hardness that's like diamond is the hardest or whatever. But there's that for poops about like how bad it is what you got going on. On. So like little pebbles, like one big one. Right, like, it's all bad. But also it's all bad. So I've also definitely Googled like, is it cool that it's white? Like <laughs> You do not poop white. That is not happening to you. I feel like it has. No, you're thinking not of a cat. White. You're thinking of your cat. <laughs> stop, stop. This is so upsetting. One time, Gracie. Why are you sharing all this now? on the floor. Okay, like it was attached to her butt by a hair and then it got on the floor. Okay, so people I picked are shutting it up off this podcast. I put it in the toilet and I flushed it and I clogged my toilet. And I had to buy toilet clogger for my cat's poop. You live at the YMCA. <laughs> um, this is horrible. <laughs> you can't poop while you have a boner. I'm pretty sure that's true. I don't know. Oh, no, it's, you can't pee when you have a or you. I don't, isn't I don't it know. like if you have a baby boy, like they could just have a boner that's just peeing at you all the time. And that's why it's probably good that you're not having a boy. Don't write in, ladies. I'm not, <laughs> we'll just Google it. Emily can Google it next time she's taking a dump. <laughs> I do like to Google things in my incognito tab when I'm when I'm on the toilet. Cool. Well, <laughs> it was cool having you in my home all this time. And that's where you were every time I couldn't find you. Take I a hot white dump. I don't, <laughs> I don't do that here. God, you save it up? Yeah, I'm not going to poop at work. The, oh God, you don't eat at work and you don't poop at work. What do See? you do? I don't eat, so I don't poop at work. It doesn't work that fast. Not with what you eat. It's just I feel like with there. what I eat, it's very fast. You make a once a month deposit <laughs> and it's just like a rock hard brown brick. You're like excreting Taco Bell. <laughs> Left side of menu. People always say they're like, talk about the diarrhea. And I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what causes what. Okay. Here's the thing. 
Yeah, what came first? Your <laughs> right. diarrhea. <laughs> right. Like, is it related? I, I don't know. used to treat myself to an egg McMuffin uh, in the airport. For yes. A couple years, right. That was my thing. Not I'm like, for a I'm long here. time, though. No. Like, I'm here at 6 a.m. I'll have an egg McMuffin. Like, yeah. okay. Um, and then I'd be like, well, I'm so hungry. So I was like, you know, it'd be great is if egg McMuffin was just like a little bit bigger. So, but they don't make that. So no. I would go back and I get a second one. I did that once. If you go back for a second, it will wreck your butthole. <laughs> they're not meant to, they're, they're that small because they're not meant to be consumed in double. Right. It's not, it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. Kick it. <laughs> that's, and that's the show, folks. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think to- we solved it. Oh, concerning your libido problem. Don't listen to that part of the podcast if you want to get turned on. Yeah. Yeah. If you're still listening, we're sorry. Crap it. Flush it. Flush. You can't. You can't, not one of Emily's turds, cat <laughs> no, turds. No, you can't in your home. That's the worst when you like flush and you're just like, And I it know. comes back up, like you clogged it and you're just <laughs> like, oh my. Because I'll do this thing sometimes where if I get up in the middle of the night to pee, yeah. I won't flush because yeah. it It'll makes wait. a noise. Yeah. And I'm like, you're waste, like you're flushing out water every time and it's yeah. like, why not gather it? But sometimes mm-hmm. I pee a lot and I've definitely like woken up <laughs> flushed it and then I'm like oh no I've clogged this hotel toilet because of all the toilet paper over the night <laughs> how many times are you peeing hap- in the night especially pregnant you're just like oh well and oh. It, it's a lot sometimes I just sit on the toilet and wait another five minutes so more pee comes out <laughs> anyway that's happens usually it'll go back down but it's always that thing of like god do I've got to I've got to call some poor man I know man. all the tricks to make it go back down <laughs> I bet your toilet is one of the most well taken care of toilets in your hovel. My yeah, the toilets in my building aren't good, but like, this guy one time, the guy who works there was like going by to go into the apartment below me. This was a couple years ago, and I'll never forget it. And he had this like gun, like this big like <laughs> mechanical like looking like 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 harpoon gun. Okay. And I was like, hey man, what's going on? And he's like, oh, they clogged their toilet. And I was like, what? And it's like shoot an air it. gun. Oh, wow. That you plug. And I was like, number one, like. You be- if you come to my house with that, you better not tell anyone what you're coming for. You better hide that air gun. But he's never had to use it in my house because I take care of my problems myself. But you are an independent woman. But to just see a man with a plunger air soft yeah. gun going into someone else's apartment, I was like, Godspeed. In like a full Jacques Cousteau, like underground <laughs> pressurized metal helmet, whatever. Just like for protection. Oh man. Oh, toilets are such a vulnerable thing. There and there's so it's like you never know, like some are much stronger than others. Like everybody's toilet is different. Everybody, you gotta know before you, <laughs> you go. You gotta know before you go. Know before you go. I remember there's some Reddit thread where someone like they clogged it. So then they, they were like at their girlfriend's family's house. So they definitely had to like they took it out and they like toss it out the window, but then it like got stuck on a bush. So it was just <gasps> up there. Oh, so they're like trying turn. to get it. That's like, the, oh, no. Dumb and dumber actualized all of our yes. fears. That is my fear. Is being invited to anyone's home. pooping in their home and something bad happening you're a monster if you can't just like know that you gotta take a dump beforehand sometimes things happen hold on (laughs) anonymous anonymous a doozy of a wedding guest question a and b are brother and sister a has been like a brother to my only child fiance since childhood. My we, only child fiance. <laughs> so her my fiance, child fiance. Her fiance is an only child. You, okay, got and it. And A is like a brother to him. We just found out that A's wife and B's is boyfriend B. have been having a two and a half year affair. <gasps> B has Wait, told us. A's why do I why are these so hard for me? I think it's easier. I'm gonna say Almondine. And Bartholomew. No, uh, it, no, it's brother and sister. So I'm going to say. So start over. 
Okay. Because I know people listening are also confused. Adam and Brenda, okay? Okay. Are you sure Brenda's a girl? Wedding guest question. Yes. Adam has been like a brother to my only to your child fiance. fiance. That is so unnecessary to write only child. He doesn't child. have any brother. So Adam's like his brother. It doesn't like, matter. Okay. We just found out that Adam's wife and Brenda's boyfriend have been having a two and a Got half it. year affair. So a brother and sister each have significant others and they're sleeping together. Yeah. Brenda has told us that her partner will not be attending, but Adam's separated wife is insistent on attending despite their separation and knowing Brenda will be attending. Is it rude to disinvite Adam's estranged wife? The parents of Adam and Brenda are like family to my fiance and we desperately don't want the day to be uncomfortable for anyone, let alone his childhood best friend. Please help. Love the pause squad and the tiniest of peaches. Doesn't Adam want his estranged wife to not come to this wedding? Take the cue from Adam. Be like, Adam, we think it'll She's be- not invi- We yeah. want you and your sister here. We don't want to make your sister uncomfortable. So can we disinvite your That's cheating it. wife? And That's Adam's going to be like, yeah, I don't want to see her there. Yeah, why Why is this your problem? I mean, it's their wedding, but- it's, But still, like that dynamic is not on you. And you don't need to be thinking about it. Adam, what do you want to do? Actually, no, Adam, she's not invited. We don't even care about her. Yeah, she cheated on you. And she still wants to come? Is he She's like, weirder? I am coming to this wedding. No, you're not. End of story. Never see you again. Bye. Get see out you of never. here. Yeah. What was, who, also, who are these people that are like, no, <laughs> I need to be invited. I must be your maid of honor. To my to estranged husband's friend's wedding, yeah. I must go. People are so weird. I heard there would be free food. Yeah. Free shitty food. Cut her out. Yeah. She's not invited Your anymore. primary feelings are for Adam. Reach out and be like, look, I'm what sure you that? can understand. Reach out. I'm <laughs> sure you'll be like, I'm sure you can understand. We don't want you here making Brenda uncomfortable. By the way, you could just send an email. You don't have to make a whole thing unless you're friends with her. Yeah. But sounds but like you're not. It's so weird that she's like not taking that social hint. Then again, look what the pickle she got herself in. I want to be at the wedding with the woman whose boyfriend I was sleeping with and my husband who I was cheating on. That's so weird. Mania. That's so, be like, I've got to defer to Brenda because she's my friend and I hope you understand. Yeah. But please send a gift anyway. <laughs> I'm registered at Pottery Barn Kids because I have a small frame. <laughs> Eliza and Emily and the sweet babies help me. First of all, love the pod. Thank you for giving everyone such real advice and being true to yourself. See, someone gets me. I am 24 female and I have a dilemma with my job. I've worked in the eye care industry since I graduated high school and I love it. Currently getting my bachelor's degree online for sales management. I still have about four years to go. Oh my God, that's so long. That means you just started. Yeah. It's an eight-year degree (laughs) for bachelorette eye care. (laughs) March 2021. I left a terrible job with low pay and high stress. My new job is amazing. I still work for eye doctors and I get to assist in surgery. All of the people I work with are great. Everyone pulls their weight, but I don't make nearly enough money. I was desperate to leave the old job I was so desperate to leave the old job that I lowballed my minimum pay when applying Why'd for this you one. Do that? This company used to be doctor owned, but now is run by a big corporation that doesn't do raises unless it's the yearly review time. I want to start my life, move in with my long-term boyfriend, start having enough money to not live paycheck to paycheck. I don't know if I should find a better paying job, just ride it out, try and negotiate my pay. I have no idea what to do. I'm getting biased advice from friends and family. I know you and all your infinite wisdom will help me. Thank you so much. Look, I don't know your situation. Negotiate. Yeah, always negotiate. First of all, girls, all the women listening, there is nothing wrong with knowing your worth or overestimating your worth and getting taken down a peg. Aim for the stars. That way, when you inevitably fail, at least you got to see some stars, okay? 
Don't ever lowball yourself. Ever, ever, ever. That is a dumb thing taught to people in highly competitive situations that value like an experience over anything else. You're there for the money. You pay your rent in in money, not in wisdom and experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go back in there. Corporations are nightmares. Go back in there and be like, I want to keep working here. And they'll be like, there's no precedent set. Be prepared to leave. I would go look for another job. There's an, th- th- we always get women that write in with like, it's either the worst and it pays okay, or it's the best and it pays nothing. I promise you there's a middle ground out there, okay? It sounds like you have a lot of experience, plus you're in school. I don't know what your finances are like. If you're truly living paycheck to paycheck, welcome to the mo- the majority of Americans and it's unfortunate, but there's no reason to feel this strapped if you have the skills to do better. But first things first, it sucks because what you want to go in there and do is ask for almost to get you back to where you should have been. But they're going to say, look, this is the number you gave us and they will hold that over your head. So are you prepared to leave? Are you an indispensable part of the team? Be prepared to argue that and 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 hope that they, you know, and don't let them, well, we got to wait a little longer. Well, you haven't. First, I would go around and look at your options and then I would come to them and be like, here's what I need. Find out what, what's being paid comparably elsewhere. Yeah. Make and sure just you're be not like, asking. look, I need to make this for, I've realized mm-hmm. that for cost of living mm-hmm. purposes, this is what I need to make to be yep. able to live. Yep. I understand it's not the yearly review time, but I would appreciate, you know, if we can discuss getting me to this number. Are you willing to stay at that job if they say no? You need to ask yourself all these questions. Uh-huh. But the power of no coming from you, not them, is one of the most powerful things in the world. The ability to walk away from something. But first, I would get the lay of the land because you don't want to leave and then you're only making like 10 bucks more mm-hmm. somewhere else. Right, so when you've got such a great get environment. Get that red hot info. But p- women are always taught to lowball themselves and to take whatever they're given. And that is how... Oops, I burped. Oh, but it sounded like I was turned on. That is how <laughs> we get fucked. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> Alice Kerr. Hi, pod gang. Hmm. I have a cue for Eliza and Noah if he's there. You know, Kerr is uh, Scottish. Since you guys have recently redecorated your home, what are both of your interior design styles? Is there anything you liked that Noah hated or vice versa? And how do you compromise on merging both your tastes and styles? Well, when we met, Noah's style was a man who owned a brown sweatshirt with a hood. <laughs> and I had I've never house. seen him wear a sweatshirt. That's because I got rid of it. Um, Noah has a style he's just a very simple understated man. He likes kind of seventies, not like retro, but like natural woods, like think like Hollywood Hills, seventies wood bungalow. Right. And I like that too. It's not who I am naturally, but I love hippie stuff and earthy stuff. And that's very, he's like a, um, like a Topanga Canyon hippie. When we met, I was very into like gray, modern kind of minimalism, but we've been able to, we're both we're, we've been able to blend our styles. I've been introduced to the concept of natural fibers and woods and wools versus like everything is gray uh, and slowly introduce color and picking out stuff together. I don't really have, I like clean. I like minimal, but we've, our house is kind of whimsical, mm. but it is a cool thing. Like when we find something that we both like, we don't really have like strong aesthetics one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm not like. Well, a, I mean, your mirror is pretty strong. That mirror is called Ultra Fragola. And it's one of the few things that I picked out and the designer was like, yes, this is like a big deal. A lot of people get this mirror. Noah didn't want it in the bedroom because it lights up pink, but it's a really fun moment to discover at the end of a hallway. Mm. Um, So yeah, we're just doing, 
a lot of, we try to do as much wood as possible. A lot of like muted, calm tones. We're not big pops of color people. Mm. It was a big deal to get a red Le Creuset in the kitchen. <laughs> I was like, I got to look at it. I have a fear of looking tacky. So that's why everything I own is like some form of black or gray. I've just never yeah. been a big color person. Then you got your white, what? your two white chairs, fluff chairs. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's important to look at your furniture and laugh at how silly it looks. Sometimes yeah. things can be fun. Plus, if it's in your room, like, why not have the most fun? Well, yeah, so you've got your fluff, your hairy we Yeti bought, like, in your room, and then yeah. you've got your, like, shaved. We have a chair in the room. Remember that big red creature from Looney Tunes? Oh, yeah. The chair looks like that, but white. Uh-huh. And then we have a chair called the Minotaur with little beast legs. Our couch is called, like, Bubble Couch. It has legs? It's got little wooden legs. You can't see them. And we have a uh, rug coming that looks like you cut a tree in half. Like, you can see all the rings. Like, mm-hmm. trying to incorporate nature, wool sustainable things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not a big formulaic person. No live, laugh, love signs around here, folks. And uh, yeah, just, uh, just just doing things that make you happy to look at, like our sort of painted wallpaper. So I would call it natural whimsy. Mm. Natural minimalistic whimsy with really nice rugs. How do people describe your other places? Is it Scarface? No, my friend was like, your house looks like Robert De Niro's apartment in heat. Oh. <laughs> There's like no furniture. I like it. I love a severe, like, Bauhaus style. Like, we have one couch, one dish, everything is cement. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I could have easily, in another path in life, seen myself, like, as, like, one of a couple of, like, a married, like, Danish sculpture artist. And we do, like, art installations. And we wear only, like, gray industrial hazmat suits. (laughs) I could just see that. I could see me getting weird. for you. But uh, I'm too lazy to put on real clothes. Hi, AIA team. You are truly amazing. I can't wait to see you live. People are loving this podcast. (laughs) Well, the people writing in. Well, it's still nice that they all start like that. And I'd also like to say what really helps us is writing a review. Yes. Uh, um, Excuse me, a five-star review. Uh, On uh, Apple, a lot of the other apps don't let you. Spotify doesn't let you at the moment. You know, it is what it is. And give us those stars. Get us up there so we can rise above the other advice (laughs) podcasts. This is the only funny one, though. Let's be honest. I listen to some funny ones. Okay. Well, keep it to yourself. I don't. So I, I only listen to Aaron Mankey's lore. And this which podcast. I listen for quality assurance. Because sometimes I say stuff and I listen back and I'm like, whoops a daisy. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today.
I can't wait to see you live, especially with you becoming a mother. You're so relatable and I love your perspective on life. Yeah, I'm relatable. For the first time, we are traveling with our dog, four-year-old Australia cattle dog. Oh, beautiful. We usually leave him with a friend, but my friend is unavailable that weekend, so I booked a dog-friendly hotel for us. My husband is nervous in the moments we leave the dog alone. He will bark at any sound in the hotel. He might. Should we be concerned? He's a dog in a dog-friendly hotel. Dogs are going to bark. For context, we're traveling to visit friends, but do plan on spending most of the weekend going on walks along the coast and checking out dog-friendly breweries. Plus, I do plan on running my dog Saturday morning, so he spends most of the day just chilling and sleeping. Saturday will be the only day he is alone for most of the afternoon. And when we go on runs at home, he spends the whole day sleeping. Okay, listen. Uh, If your dog is not a barky dog, then you probably have nothing to worry about. Dog-friendly hotel just means that they've let other dogs sleep on your bed and they wash the sheets. (laughs) And it's fine. Um, Blanche would lose her mind. She would have like a full-on aneurysm if she was alone ever, which is part of the reason I took her. And I will never forget, I took her to a hotel in New York and I went out to dinner one night and I came back and she was not in the room. And I looked and there was a note from the front desk and they were like, she was barking. So we took her downstairs and I came downstairs and it was like in the meatpacking district in New York and it was this adorable gay guy. And he's like, she was really sweet. She was just upsetting some of the guests and I wanted to take her for a walk and I didn't have a leash. So I just used the scarf and they took her for a walk with a silk scarf. And that set the bar for me. I What if she had gotten away? I know. That stresses me out. Well, it happened. Anyway, so I think you're probably okay. There's also, it's also worth saying like, can we get a room on a floor that maybe has less people? saying, I don't think the dog will bark. You can also let the staff know, like, is your dog super friendly? Because I would say to them, hey, if my dog barks, she is the friendliest dog in the world. Feel free to put her in the back room. Sometimes staff will do that. It also sounds like this question asker is a really thoughtful, conscientious yeah. person who like is going to run the dog around, going to make sure she's not alone too but, long. Like yeah, you're, but, you're but a good dog owner. The God's honest truth is you can say that to the staff and like mm. introduce her because I've had that happen plenty of times. They're like, we'll hold on to her. Yeah. I've gone for like a facial and the staff is usually like a bunch of girls and like they'll, because Blanche was so content to sit in a bag. The other version is, okay, the dog barks and you're like, I'm not there. Don't know what to tell you. And she calms down. Yeah. Like it's probably fine. It's probably fine. Yeah. I would not worry about it. Yeah. You can deal with it when you get back. No one's going to like fine you. No one's going to know who you are. Yeah. They're not going to steal your dog. I've been in plenty of hotels where fucking monsters come back screaming because they were at a wedding, clod hopping around. I never see those people. You just sit there wishing them dead. So yeah, don't worry about it. Hello, Eliza, Snow Peach, Baby Arm Noah, and the Blue Eyed Baby Bump. <laughs> That's your dream. That's all you want. Babies definitely have blue eyes. Oh, it's funny. How would you deal with someone else's child running riot in your home? Oh, I don't. Oh, God. Context. We hosted drinks for our neighbors on our floor. It's a new build, so we all moved in around the same time, about eight months ago. Thought it would be nice to give people a chance to meet properly rather than randomly bump into each other in the hallway. Didn't expect our neighbors to bring their seven-year-old. It was a Friday night, but hadn't said that kids weren't invited, so not a problem. That's how they get you. It's like, you didn't say no kids. (laughs) They proceeded to spend their time climbing and jumping all over my furniture, constantly harassing my dog, whilst the parents completely ignored him. I eventually managed to find some books to distract him. Thankfully, they only stayed for an hour or so, but I still feel it was pretty disrespectful. Would you have said something at the time? We don't really know them, so I didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable. Equally, I don't think I should have to be worried about a kid hurting themselves or breaking something when I'm not the one responsible for them. Hope to see you in London this year. Lucy, it's her handle is the devilicious. Lucy, you just got to move on. 
There's nothing you can do. You know what you do now is you never have them over again. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. I don't have a kid yet. And so I do think parents sometimes go like, first of all, everybody thinks their kid's an angel. And people go a little blind to it. These parents are probably exhausted and used to the kid wreaking havoc like that. And they don't have the same intolerance for children. I'm not saying you have like an intolerance in general, but they're very used to that tumult and chaos. Some parents are more in tune to it. And it's so easy as a, as a non-parent to be like, why can't you control your kid? You know, and maybe that was the version of the kid controlled. Um, I, I, but, but, but my point is it's your house and that sucked. There will be no version of this where the parents are like, hey, remember a few weeks ago? We're so sorry our kid was annoying. You just never have them over again. And you hold that grudge against that kid until they're 18. I don't understand, and this happens all the time in public places, again, not a parent, not judging people who are actually good parents, but- Yeah, you are. But- when your kid is going berserk yeah. in someone else's home, like if I bring a friend to someone else's home and my friend is being weird in their home, I'm like, oh God, why are they doing that in this person's home? Like, let alone a kid like running I on got stuff, a, stepping on stuff. I got a friend into a club the other night remotely. Obviously I didn't go. And she brought a friend who opened a bag of cocaine in front of the club owner who I'm friends with and just did it. Right. So and I told my friend, I'm like, that's so fucking embarrassing. Yeah. So it's like, you're telling me like all these parents, they have no, like, oh, they just tune out their kid. No, no, no. you've brought, no, it's not you, but it's oh. like this idea that like, okay, they brought their kid over. There yes. should be at least one eye from one of them on the kid going berserk yeah, in but your you're home. Assuming, right, but you're assuming- that they are as smart as you, that you're assuming that they're not tired. I'm just saying like, you're going to get all these angry parents writing in who are like, we do the best we can. This isn't about that. Also, remember, it does not take a degree in rocket science to have a child. Mm. Not everybody is a good parent. Yeah. So you did the right thing. You invited your neighbor over. There's no version where they're going to want to hear that feedback. You also were within your own rights in your home, but it's awkward because you just met. You know, like if I had a friend over and their kid was being a nightmare, I'd be like, hey, you got to settle down. You know, mm-hmm. it's so uncomfortable because it's, you know, like other kids and other kids' parents, which is a big part of why you don't want to hang out with people with kids because you're like, what do I say if your kid sucks? <laughs> it's because the parents suck. So yeah. it sucks that they weren't more aware. All you can do is literally never have them over again mm-hmm. and just rest well knowing that you don't have to live with that kid. Yeah. Okay, but not unlike the dog owner from the last one, they should have run that kid beforehand. <laughs> so he slept the whole time. <laughs> okay, Eliza and crew, I have a question that I've been wanting to ask. I'm young, 21, and not planning on having kids for a while, if at all, because I'm terrified of being pregnant and having a baby. Okay, what would that's your advice be for someone who doesn't know if they want to have kids besides you're young and don't have to think about it for a while or you might change your mind? I love the podcast and you and Emily. I got to meet you in Birmingham this year and you gave me a hug. It's still the best moment of my year so far. Thank you. It was a risk with COVID. It was a real risk. I will never forget Eliza's show in Birmingham. I've been a fan since I was 15 of both of you, Eliza and Emily. Emily's are two lovely. of my favorite people for made me laugh so much. When I got to meet Eliza, I told her how much her show that night meant to me because my fiance that I had been with for three <gasps> years died. passed away in an accident. I remember that. I know dramatic and weird thing to tell someone that's basically your idol, but I wanted her to know that she made me laugh harder than I had all year. Can I tell you something? That's why I hugged her. Because even when you said I hugged her, I was like, I'm not hugging people. And I was oh, about to say, you there must have been a reason. <laughs> and that's the reason. I remember this. She told me that. I still think about that whole day and how nice she was and smile. Thank you so both so much for being kind, hilarious people. Well, Emily's just a regular person. She's not famous, but that's weird. But she likes listening to me on this podcast. Yeah, okay. So you shared the light. Um, or he, but it's a she, right? It's a she. I remember okay. it was a she. Okay. Um, 
it was a she. Um, <laughs> and ter- wait, she said she's terrified of being pregnant. Yeah, I mean, those are great reasons to not have a kid. Yeah. Um, especially being single. You know, that being a single mom is a very hard thing. Uh, my answer to you is my answer... Well, my answer is usually freeze your eggs, but that's to people who are a little bit older. So my answer to you will be the same advice that I give every young girl that says things like, what if that was my last chance at love? What if this is all I have? There's nothing to think about. I get that you live in Alabama, so you're already over the hill for having kids, but you went through something really traumatic and I think it's okay that you think about these things. You shouldn't be terrified of being pregnant. There's so many scary things that could happen, but it's probably fine. You don't have to think about this right now. You just have to think about feeling better, maybe dating, maybe figuring out who you are, finding someone. Like, you don't have to think about it. That's the truth. This isn't something you need to decide right now also because you are are going to be so different five years from now, 10 years from now. Like, you don't need to make a decision for future you. By the way, you might not want to be pregnant and being pregnant may not be right for you. Maybe it's a surrogate. Maybe it's adopting. And maybe it's no kids. I know I don't want kids. I know you don't want to hear you're young, but that really is, I mean, this is a young person question. So take a, take a beat and give yourself some love mm-hmm. and fucking go out and get wasted. <laughs> yeah, less so don't, saying you're yeah. young, just more so you don't need to worry about it. It's mm-hmm. not something you need to to be thinking about right now. You want to you wanna feel better about it? Come to LA where the average mom is like 65. <laughs> <laughs> It's, but it's Alabama, so I get it. So don't feel the pressure. Yeah. It's it's state specific. You got the one hug for the year. So everyone else, you're out of luck. Stay out of Texas because you accidentally get pregnant. You're going to have to do something with it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Alabama's probably right behind. I can't imagine other southern states not being like, that's a great idea. Don't be mean to them. I'm going to be mean. I'm, I'm going back to Georgia. I'm going to be in Georgia when they listen to this. Dude, that's your that's your fault. <laughs> Hello, Eliza and Emily. Saw Eliza at the comedy store last week while on vacation. You're glowing. Mm, thank you. Mm. They didn't say funny. They just said glowing. <laughs> you so, were not funny. Cool. You were glowing. All right. <laughs> My question. I'm having one of those weeks where it feels like the world around me is moving forward while I am at a standstill. feels like good things slash progress is happening to everyone but me. How do you navigate your way out of that mindset? I'll squeeze in a workout after work, which should help, but it's been daunting lately. Suggestions? I think you, Eliza, are uniquely positioned for this in that your job is such like fits and starts. Yeah. You know? You have to remember. (laughs) It's kind of a shitty thing to remember because you have to remember it's always darkest before the dawn. And whenever something feels bad, just know good things are on the horizon. Conversely, when good things are happening, just know they're about to end. Um, I would really take stock of that. Like, is this a work thing? Do you have things going on or are you at an actual standstill? Because I feel that way all the time. And then Mm -hmm. I call my manager in a fit as I do. And she's like, and and then I take, I've learned to, Jesus Christ, I keep burping. I've learned to self-soothe. I've learned to be like, well, here are the things I have going. And I have always have to remember just because it's not happening as fast as I want it to doesn't mean it's not happening. Mm -hmm. And all the things that are happening for other people are things that they worked for and that they had in the works. Yes. They they typically like didn't just happen. So really take stock and think about if you were, if somebody came up to you and they were like, you suck and you're a loser and you had to defend yourself, like what would you say? Think about that. Yeah, I mean, there's also the very cliche thing of what you're seeing from other people is their absolute best moments. You're not hearing about the nine out of 10 days where nothing is happening for them. You're only hearing about good things happening for people. So it's like, and it's also like, 
confirmation bias. Like you're looking out for it. So when somebody tells you I had a crappy day or this happened, you're not cataloging that in the same way you are when someone says something incredible happened. Yeah, but I totally get the feeling, but just give yourself a break and know it's not as bad as you think it is. I also don't know what you do and people could be zooming past you and you got to speed it up. So there's also (laughs) that too. Take stock, defend yourself to yourself, see where you're at. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Blue-eyed green. I was wondering if you would have at all thought about getting another dog since Chanfu is not the traveling <gasps> companion that Blanche know. was. R.I.P. Although now with the baby on the way, will you be traveling with the baby on tour? Thanks so much. Can't wait to see and meet you at your show in San Diego. Sorry, Blue Eye Green. That's two questions. You only get one. Uh, <laughs> I would not get another dog because Tianfu is baby. Yeah. And I traveled with Blanche. I got her to travel with me, but then it turned out she had a crippling anxiety and couldn't be alone couldn't anyway. Couldn't be alone, yeah. doesn't mind. I'm slowly working Tianfu to getting to a place where if we do take her out of the house, it's not a big deal. That being said, it is a lot easier to travel without a dog mm-hmm. just for your back, for your reservations, for your freedom. Yeah. Um, I don't see the reason to travel with a baby if you can leave. Look, I don't have a baby yet. I don't know how I feel. If you can leave some milk and a note for them. Because uh, like I don't, I'm going to Europe for that. I'm in Europe for this whole month, but- uh, typically my travel is like Friday, Saturday, come back home. It's like 48 hours or less. So for the beginning, also, you know, before they get their shots and stuff, there's you wouldn't take them out of the house. So we'll see. Do I bring a nurse with me? Do I bring Noah? But there's no version where I'm just like on a commercial flight with a baby by myself, like going on tour, hoping it works out. So we'll see if there's a need to take her, how I feel. I'm open to it, but she's not going anywhere for a while for safety reasons. But yeah. to me, baby girl, you're small on the floor. You're passing out. Your head's on the chair. Tiny leg. She's been sleeping this whole time. Hello, podcast gang. Longtime listener and huge Eliza fan. Read her book, given the book as a gift, seen all the specials, been at three live shows, seen Spencer Confidential, Good on Paper, The IS Sketch Show, Instant Fam, etc. Mm. My question is, Eliza. As you've learned more about ways to be eco-friendly, is there anything you did in planning your wedding or on your wedding day that you wouldn't do again? Yes. Great question. Thanks. Love the pod. P.S. I'm the fan from Indianapolis that gave Eliza a little bottle of rose perfume that she liked so much. Oh, I don't need to be anonymous. It's Dr. Dot Lizarito. Lizarito. That is that the one, the one that we're always that we were always trying to find more of and they like cleaned out the warehouse. She gave me what basically was like, this sounds bad, but like a designer imposter version of a Victor Roloff fragrance. And it was a, it's flower bomb, but it was a specific flower bomb. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that until I looked at the label once I ran out, because I would always get compliments. I loved it so much. To the label, even in buying the Victor Roloff, I think they discontinued it. Yeah, and we couldn't even find. Yeah, and the van that she bought it out of, like they stopped making it. So I just moved on, but it was exquisite. Longtime fan. Yes, the answer is, had I known then what I know now, I would not have had my beautiful balloon sculptures. I am, I do the best I can. Look, I know I never get mad at people for not knowing stuff. I fault corporations because they always know. But like we, there's been a bit of a renaissance in terms of like understanding you eco. balloons? In terms of understanding eco information. These last couple of years, like people are super in tune with it. And I can't say that I was before. I had this beautiful balloon sculpture above the dance floor. It was just a bunch of balloons. Yes. That looked like clouds. The cloud, yeah. And it was so gorgeous and cool. And those are gorgeous and cool, but I wouldn't do it now knowing, just thinking about that impact. There are just things that you do without thinking about it because you haven't really been educated to it. Mm-hmm. So 
I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But everything else was pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you had like the hedge, which is nice. You had paper, you had like cool paper flowers. And you know what? I had paper flowers. Nice. Yeah, instead of, I don't know if, I don't know. It's sometimes you, it's like our, uh, Plastic bags better than canvas tote bags. Canvas tote bags take more water to make. Like it's kind of six in one. So you yeah. think you're doing the best thing. Um, I did beautiful paper flowers on my hoopah. And my thought was I don't want to waste all these real flowers because just thinking about growing them, shipping them because most flowers are like imported from like Colombia. Um, so I think I, I probably just the balloon sculpture. Yeah. 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 Our menus were Printed on paper. I guess you could have done a QR code. Didn't know what that was at the time. That <laughs> balloon sculpture. But I have pictures of it now. So that's cool. Yeah. It was beautiful. I mean, is there anything that you see? I haven't been on a wedding in a long time. Is there anything you see at weddings where you're like, oh no, like any pitfall, like environmental stuff that people should avoid? I mean, never release a bunch of animals. Never release animals. Never release balloons. Don't release balloons. Oh ever. my God. I will don't hate your love. Don't release paper lanterns. Don't None release, of that. Don't put Nothing. garbage out into the Nothing earth. goes out. A confetti, Don't none of that shit. Don't rice. It's bad for birds. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. It's There are worse things, but yes. Um, anything that you're exploding out of the air or anything like for every baby shower is just like, here's our balloon sculpture. Like, I don't know why everyone's like, I don't have to care about stuff as long as I'm celebrating my love. Here's our smoke bomb. Yeah, that's always gross. Um, yeah, there's always like, like how much plastic can we do? Everyone gets their own plastic. Most favors given at weddings, nobody wants. Mm. Here's a plastic keychain that says Don and Erica. Like, okay, cool. Right, you did that chocolate. Yeah, I gave a little piece of chocolate, which was in a little plastic clay coat, but shouldn't have done that. Right. So I think now we're at a point where so much information is out there. It's mm-hmm. you're deliberately choosing to ignore it. Yes, you may have to use plastic forks, plastic things, whatever but you can avoid releasing things into the air. Mitigate it where you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, Eliza. Did you have morning sickness your first trimester? And if so, how did you deal? I did not. Next question. Yeah, can't help. (laughs) Felt like a champ. Like a champ, hey, like a champ. Hi, Eliza and Emily and baby Snow Peach. I have a friend who just keeps making terrible life choices. I want to still be your friend, but it's hard to watch her life right now. She's 31 and was recently left by her husband after he cheated on her. She found out after he gave her an infection from this girl. She also has a one-year-old child. I want to emphasize that she has always made bad choices, including having a wedding worth tens of thousands of dollars when her and her ex were both going back to school and had no money. Spats with friends to the point of someone buttering her walls. It's how it what sounds. Does that mean? Someone put butter all over her wall. Oh, it's how it sounds. <laughs> and went to multiple schools for multiple degrees. She never finished and is now in a job in an unrelated field. I'm worried about her. But after the breakup, she won't stop picking fights with her ex, picking garbage hookups that treat her like dirt, and getting carried away with drinking. What can I do to nudge her life back on track? P.S. Come back to Halifax. Oh. I forgot to add, she constantly asks her parents for money and spends it at Ikea and Value Village instead of rent. What what is she, how much is she buying at Ikea? Yeah, also, like, does she need furniture? <laughs> how much furniture does she need? I don't know. I mean, it sounds like you're kind of outgrowing this manic pixie dream girl version of a friend. Yeah. It's not on us as women, as friends, to, like, save people. And here's the question. Do you actually love this person? Because we say that quite flippantly. Or are you kind of just like grossed out by their choices? You know, are you the only friend she has? Is there redeeming value in this person? Are you willing to hold their hand through their like financial baptism? Like, yeah, 
what do you get out of this as a friend? Is this a reciprocal relationship, reciprocatory relationship? So, but it could just be too much for you. I think part of you gets a little weird pleasure out of judging her, which is very, very normal. So don't worry about it. But I don't know why we are not in a place in our society where you can just sit down as a woman to a friend and be like, here are the reasons I'm worried mm-hmm. and I'd love to help. In fact, I would do that because her answer to that will be a great indicator of how open-minded she is or how scared she is or stuck she is. She might open up to you and be like, thank you so much. She might just be like, I'm fine. In which case you got to make peace with that and decide if you want to be around her or not. There's nothing wrong with from the highest light as a good friend being like, here's what I'm seeing and it's scaring me. Yeah. But also like, do you want to hold her hand through all of this? Right. She just sounds really sad and scared and confused. But she's always been like this. So that's your friend. So is that the friend you want to have? Yeah. Nova Scotian kid. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I tamper the cab, oh boy. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. I got this one locked You got so loaded. many bottoms. So do you want to start with bottom or they top? They call me Betty Double Bottom. What? My top of the cob is I went for a facial today. Mm-hmm. Pre-pandemic, Rebecca Rittenhouse, who started Serena Halstead in Good on Paper. Yes. I was staring at her one day as I do. And I was just, as I did, and I was like, your skin's so great. She was like, I get these facials from a woman named Sarah Akram. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. Maybe I'm going to look like yours. <laughs> and Sarah, she comes to town. She does big celebrities. She does the Emmy, stuff like that. So we had tried, she and I, Sarah and I, so per Rebecca's recommendation, we had tried to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pandemic hit. And I was out of, con- I was out of the country filming a movie, came back, mm-hmm. pandemic hit, no facials for no one, right? Mm-hmm. Out of the blue, Sarah, who I never met, DMs me because this is this was Emmy weekend. Yeah. She was like, did you want a facial? And I was like, oh my God, like, is she offering it? Like, do I pay for this? I'm like, I'm just going to go and I'll just pay yeah. if, if that's what it is because I don't ever expect anything for free. Went, got this great facial. You can only do so many things when you're pregnant. Like you can't do all, like there's certain treatments you can't do. Yeah. So she did like a microdermabrasion. Anyways, the so it was a lovely experience. She's lovely. And if you have a chance, if you live in the DC area or she's got a New York office and- Something like that. She's great. Yeah. Um, but she did the thing where they like put hydrogen in your pores and they suck out stuff. Oh. And uh, she, I was like, and, and I have really good skin and I'm really religious about taking care of it, but I do yeah. very basic things like Cetaphil, moisturizer. I'm not like a crazy person uh, about it. 
And she was like, I was like, did you get anything gross out of my skin? Cause like, I don't really have a lot of zest. She goes, I had to re, she goes, I had to empty out the filter twice because I got so much gunk out of your skin. Oh my God. And it's like, yeah, it's been two years since I've had a facial. Even though I exfoliate at home, like there's no way it can stand up for like medical grade things. How satisfying. So satisfying. Twice. Oh yum, yum. <laughs> yum, yum. My job with the cop is now that I'm quitting and leaving, people are saying such nice things to me. People love you. Yeah. Love and then when you it. leave, they have to say those nice things before you go. True. They can't pull you aside and be like, listen, I thought you were a big B with liquid diet. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if someone did that? They're like, look, you're going. So now I can tell you, you suck. I think it's the majority of our listeners dreaming about doing that to their bosses. Yeah. Don't do it. You're going to meet that boss against them in Humble. It's never worth it. No. Um, okay. Do you want me to say my bottom first so you can do yeah, yours? Yeah, get your piece out. My bottom is <laughs> something my car makes me so mad. It makes these noises. I don't know what they are. It makes me so, and I know I've talked about this before, but I just, the fact that I can't troubleshoot it myself, that I can't do those first few steps the way I can with an electronic or like plumbing or something like where you can kind of Google and be like, all right, I'll try these steps myself to see if it's a serious problem with a car. I'm just like, I don't know. Could be nothing. Could yeah. be something. Frustrates me that I can't, that I don't have those skills. Maybe that's what I'll work on. And when in this time when I find myself, get into those car skills, yeah, get weirder. Uh, my bottom of the cob is <laughs> I'm so excited to see which one you're gonna go with. Well, it is a combination of the feeling left over from all of this. So it starts with the day was great, and I went to, um, I decided, look, the last time I went to trade in my phone, I don't know if any of you were fans at the time. Oh, no. It resulted in a, like, international security meltdown with Sprint because the guy who I brought in my phone, I was like, Noah and I were going to get new phones and we were going to stay with Sprint, which we're only with because they get service in our area. Long story boring, as we went in, the guy was like, and I don't know why it's so hard to transfer data from one phone to another. Apparently everyone's just buying iCloud space, which having been a victim of an iCloud hack, like I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we keep trusting these things that don't care if they fuck up your personal information. I already do it so much with so many other things. Went in, long story boring, was the guy was like, yeah, I can transfer stuff off your phone. It'll take, uh, it's a good thing you came in now because we're, we're gonna close in an hour, but I can get it done. So we start the transfer. Not only can he not get it done, but they won't stay open. And I was like, well, you said you could do this. And he was like, you've got to go. And you can either have your phone back now with none of its data or have the new phone with some of the data. Like made me a promise as an employee and then was just like, fuck you. I'm not staying open. Goodbye. And it launched into a whole thing. His And he like stalked me online. Like it became this whole thing with Sprint where I was like, you can't do this to customers. And they ended up like intervening on a corporate level. It was really horrible. And it really reminded you like how small you are and and meaningless and how much these people just have you. So I decided to get Noah a new phone for his birthday, took him to the store. Now they're owned by T-Mobile. The guys there were so nice, but it still was a nightmare. It's still like transferring over. Oh, we have the wrong birthday. Oh, it's the wrong pen. Oh, it's a, like, it's just, I don't understand how people are just moving through the world, like getting cell phones and it's easy. You're sitting there, you're listening to like top 40 weird music in an all pink store. Your soul is draining from your body. And they're like, well, if you don't sign up for the promo today, you can come back. And of course, nothing works when they do it. So if you ever leave the store you and you have a question, you can't go back because someone's gone on break. Like there's no way to do it. 
everything's a nightmare. I find out there's a third phantom line I've been paying for, but of course you can't address that at the store. I found out my birth date was wrong, but they can't fix it in the system. Like all this weird shit. So we leave there with no phones because we're going to do another promo that I'm sure will be a nightmare. Leave there with no phones. Of course, there's traffic at two o'clock in the afternoon because Los Angeles is a fucking tire fire of a city based on a blind child's drawing contest. So I'm already feeling bad. I'm like, great, I'll just pick up a salad because I'm going out of town tomorrow. There's no food. I pick a, I go online. I'm like, sweet green salad. What do they have? I click a word that says menu. I click a salad. Emily goes to order it for me. She texts me back. She's like, they don't have that salad at that location. You cannot order that specific salad online. I'm like, okay, I'll just go in and order it. Go in. Hey guys, do you want to get the salad? Oh, we don't have that at this location. I'm like, really? Because your website says you do. No, we don't. I'm like, really? Because even the website, you can't just click something. It's like, what location are you looking at? Everything's a navigating thing. I get the salad. I'm sorry. I go final order something else. Oh, we don't take orders here. We only make them. You have to order on the app. Fuck you. You're a restaurant. There's a POS right there. I don't see how this doesn't, this alleviates fucking COVID that nobody believes in anyway. So now you're telling me I've got to download an app, trust this third or fourth party with my credit card information so that when your app gets hacked and I get my shit jacked, I'm just sitting there with my dick in my hand. No, thank you. It was just one example after the other about how we are forced into these systems of compliance. Like why does the Sprint store need my driver's license number. I give you money every month for a service. Like why so much information? Coupled with endless, like, thanks for coming to T-Mobile. Here's your message. Thank, if you need anyone, you can't get a hold of anyone. Like all people, and you can't complain because then you're a bitch. So all people want you to do is just choke down their bills, shit out money for them and just take it up the ass. Like we are so stuck in these systems. So I can see how people, I feel like a rat in a cage. There's no one for you to ever talk to. There's no customer service. Even when you make a reservation, chances are, oh, we didn't put in the confirmation. Oh, unfortunately we've gone to break. Like you are just fucked. People just want your money and nobody cares about customer service or you feeling good. And if you ask for it, then you're an elitist. So I get why people are angry. Health insurance, cell phone, cable. You're just ADT. Like you're just, they're like, just pay us and there's no way for you to reach out to us. Oh, we billed you accidentally. Well, guess what? You're going to die before we rectify that because we're going to put you in a phone tree and you've got to give us your birthday and password 50 times before you get to hear a person. Kill yourself. That's the message from all of these companies that we all just willingly pay. Oh, and that's the last thing. I was like, okay, fine. You know what? I never get the new phone. I always hold out. I'll get the new iPhone. New iPhone doesn't come with a charging case. Now they want you to buy a charger that sticks on. So all of the lightning cables that you've been acquiring over the years, useless. The case that you have, useless. And the battery now for the new iPhone is a battery that's like a little pebble that sticks on the back of your phone, an extra battery. And they swear it doesn't come off. Just like they they swear it's better to have no cords for your AirPods. Tell you what, the second I put that battery in my phone in my pocket and that battery goes flipping out, I got to buy a new $200 battery. It's insane what Apple does. And we're all just like, we'll just keep buying it. I, do, I, I mean, I have an iPhone, but I have a PC for the, that reason. Okay, cool. Wait to fight the but you system. You haven't finished. What? We're going to talk about the third thing. What was it? Your palette. 
Oh, that's like so unrelatable. Well, that's not I mean, it just was a continued awfulness. Okay, so we're driving home. Of course, we hit the only traffic in our neighborhood because, of course, there's a school pickup. My tw- my doorbell, doorbird rings. It's a delivery. And the guy, it's a pallet. Like, we've been waiting for months like because of COVID. Shipment. Yeah, everything's backed up. And I get champagne problems like, oh, your furniture. But still, like, just because you pay for something doesn't mean you're an asshole. And it wasn't supposed to be delivered today. They had from nine to three, it's 2.58. And I was already told they weren't coming. And I'm so I'm talking to the guy through the doorbird. I'm like, hey, we're coming up the hill. Coming up the hill literally takes five minutes. And today it took 20 because of this random drop-off that I'd never been a part of. And the guy's like harassing me. I finally get there. And I'm like, you weren't even supposed to be dropping this off. That's why there was no one here. He's like, yeah, but I made it happen. I'm like, fuck you for making it happen. That doesn't help anyone and he couldn't just leave it. It's And it's like, of course, I look like the bad guy because like I wasn't like pumped that I'm just like having an aneurysm trying to get home. Your options are basically take it up the butt and be grateful that you've been able to purchase anything or live off the grid and eat your own turds. It was just all of those things one after the other, like constant yeah. reinforcement of like, oh, that's right. Today. You're just a cog. Nobody cares. You're a bad guy. Don't try to buy anything because then you're an elitist and people hate you. That's how it feels sometimes. Just trying to do anything ever in our society where everything's already slowed down and you can't complain about it. So that's me. That's my bottom of... And I said to Emily, I don't want to say anything. People are going to be mean. She's like, well, that's what bottom of the cop's for. No judgment here. But I we mean, are. I can't promise no judgment, but this is your section to say it. Why do I have to do a Google password, an Apple ID password for everything? Do you know what your Apple ID is? No, and I don't want to know. I don't want IDs. I don't want you to have my birthday. I don't want to talk to Delta. I don't want updates from Sprint. I don't want any of this. I don't want 40% off Bed Bath & Beyond coupons endlessly streaming into my fucking mailbox. I don't want the mail from the last tenant who lived here because March of Dimes won't get the fucking hint. I don't want... Your shit, and there's no way to get past it. And we're just wrecking the planet with messaging. And it is so depressing. You're gonna use one of those 40% off coupons for one of those toilet stools so that your poops come out better. I already have one, which is why I don't understand you. Do you have a squatty body? Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Shit harder you than have like- <laughs> I love it. I love you have like a wooden one though, right? I have like I- a plastic. Well, that's your problem. Take age a rage dump. Yellowed. Okay. I feel unheard. I I I was giving you your space to say I I I lived this with you today. <gasps> you are also a rat in a cage because I see the way that you adhere to traffic. You're like, I'll just wait in this line. But you saw me going around people when we had to get you back did. here for that pallet because I was so nervous <sighs> about him leaving right, with that you. pallet. Thank you for listening. I hope I've inspired a revolution. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate (laughs) is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.